we wake up every day saying, how can we make this show better than the day before? Because we're lead pipe wielding professionals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The third interim head coach that David Tepper will be employing in his tenure as owner of the Panthers that began in 2018. I take full responsibility for everything. Earlier on the show, co-creator and writer of Max's Bookie, Nick Bakai. Coming up, NFL on Fox analyst, Greg Olson. Emmy award-winning actor, Eric Stone Street. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Nick Bakai was here in hour number one. He had a tale of the tape, the brotherly shove versus Taylor Swift. It's absolutely outstanding. It's hilarious. If you missed it, we re-air on the Roku channel as soon as the next two hours are complete. We also have our um, podcast, which is available for you to listen to every single day, all three hours. There's also our YouTube page. There's also the Rich Eisen Show collection page, another aspect of our relationship with Roku and the Roku channel, Channel 210, uh, that we're thrilled about. And by the way, Roku is free. Um, The Roku channel is free on all Roku devices and select Samsung Smart TVs. It's free on Amazon Fire TV. It's free on the Roku app. And it's also free on the old internets at therokuchannel.com. So it's a lot of fun right there. Um, Greg Olson is going to be joining us in about, I guess, 18 minutes time. Um, and uh, phone calls are, are lit. We appreciate those phone uh, phoning in. We'll get to you uh, in just a, a hot minute, as they say. Good to see you, Chris Brockman, for hour number hey, two. What's happening? DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, TJ Jefferson, where are you watching the game tonight? Oh, that's an excellent question, man. I, I, in the barn? <laughs> no, I was in the barn for Thanksgiving. Uh, okay. I'm supposed to, you know, our, our buddy Ben Lyons is in town. I might oh, go I meet him that. for dinner. I might stay home. I don't know yet. I got to figure it out. Wow, okay. figure it out. Dinner, he's leaving his house. Plans. Yeah, you can have no. dinner during a Cowboys game? Well, I mean, I'd only or, go somewhere to dinner if the game was. And I'm talking not, I'm talking like a yard house type situation. Oh, nothing, I see what you're saying. Nothing fancy. Okay. You know, okay. Somewhere where a game would be played. One and a half stars. Hooters. You know, um, is there is there a establishment of that uh, nature around anymore? A Hooters? I don't think so. No, they're gone. Santa Monica. There used to be a great one in Anaheim that you'd pop into before you went to Angels games. Every okay. time the Sox was in town, but that closed. Okay. Well, that would be too far to go anyway. I think there's a few of them in Van Nuys. No. <laughs> well, what are we talking about? You talking about where they serve wings or they serve? No, no it's, uh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And let's see how Earth responds to that. <laughs> That's what we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Let's Great see. use of our new drop. <laughs> there you go, right there. Uh, all right, top five <laughs> list. Uh, I do this uh, every single Thursday here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show. And, uh, it is now time for my top five <laughs> most intriguing games of week 13. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. All right, here we go. Number five on the list. They have lost, it feels like, two in a row, right? Doesn't it feel like? But they didn't. They seemed like it was uh, in doubt, as we all recall, two games ago for them, and then they dropped one on Thanksgiving. How will the Detroit Lions look? Because it feels like it's trending in the wrong direction. And then the New Orleans Saints come off their bye and lose in Atlanta, and now they're... At five and six, looking at Atlanta in first place. And Atlanta's at New York taking on Tim Boyle and the Jets. And uh, you can open all the windows for Aaron Rodgers all you want. I don't believe it's going to change much of the air um, in uh, MetLife uh, at present. So the Saints need this one. And boy, would they love to just show the Lions 
uh, the door here, get to 500, and then put the Lions, I think, in. I mean, it's not panic button mode. You're still eight and four. The Bears did them a favor by beating the Vikings. Yeah. That would be a two-game lead over Minnesota. So, you know, the Lions would still be hosting a uh, playoff game. And the way things are working in the NFC South, uh, the Lions probably wouldn't fall further than the three seed in the playoffs um, and would avoid a, a – everybody's looking at – you don't want to be playing the Dallas Cowboys in the first week of the season if that's the team that's going to be losing the NFC East, and I'm sure the Cowboys have a lot to say over that over the next two weeks. Lots of moving parts is what I'm saying, and if the Lions want to ensure that any slip-ups by them means they don't go further down the pegging order than three, it would be winning this game, sending the Saints to 5-7, and seven, and ending all the conversation. That's a lot of fascinating developments in the fifth game on my top five most intriguing matchups of week 13 list. Number four is the Sunday night game. Green Bay beat the Lions. Green Bay beat the Chargers. Is Green Bay on a heater right now? Are they on a heater? And can they get to 500 and place themselves in a playoff spot after 13 weeks? In a playoff spot position. They can do that. It's entirely possible and can they beat the Chiefs? That would be a way for them to really put the card on that the table and saying Jordan Love is all that. Yeah. We do have a shot at the playoffs this year. We just beat the Chiefs. And then, you know, Kansas City is feeling good after that win last week in Vegas. They actually scored two touchdowns after halftime. That's going to be interesting. Or do the Chiefs just put the Packers in their spot? And then, of course, the most intriguing aspect of this is where are the Mahomes sitting? Because when Love got his first start of his career in Arrowhead, they put his family basically, you know, what would you say, in, in South Dakota watching the game? Last <laughs> row of the stadium? Where's, very, where's very, Brittany? Very where's Brittany and the Mahomes family? Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Number three on this <laughs> list. Can the Broncos keep winning football games? Can the Houston Texans bounce back from that loss at home to Jacksonville? Can they get to seven wins first or can the broncos go from one and four to six and five can this really happen the best thing about us though is it's about us the winner goes to seven and five the loser goes to six and six and the winner has the tie break advantage in their back pocket for these two teams that might be vying for a seven spot a six spot you never know yeah rich the broncos are one and five they're one and five. Pardon me. That's right. They were one and five. Yeah. After losing they've the won Chiefs five on in Thursday a row. night. My yeah, bad. Excuse me. And they've won five in a row, including a win over the Chiefs. Yep. Let's see it. Russ V. Stroud. So much fun. Let's go. Number two is tonight's game. Seahawks and Cowboys. I unpacked it earlier uh, to lead off the show. The Cowboys uh, have beaten only one team above 500 <laughs> this year. Only one team I mean, was in front of them with an above I mean, 500 TJ, record this it's year. It was on the schedule, man. And I, it I, was I, the, at the time, 1-0 New York Jets. <laughs> that's it. That's so sad. So, But that still wouldn't remove the narrative of have the Cowboys really beaten anybody this year because of the way the Seahawks have been playing lately. And that's not fair to the Seahawks. It's not fair to the Cowboys. It really is all about next week. And I don't think Dallas is looking past Seattle towards Philadelphia coming into their house. But this is a big game, certainly with Seattle having to go to San Francisco next and then host Philadelphia after this game. 
coming off of the loss on Thanksgiving night at home decisively to the 49ers. This is it. Seattle needs to win it. Dallas could use to win it if they want to have a shot at the one seed and certainly their division. It's on Prime Video tonight right here on Roku. Number one, we all know what it is. We've been circling it ever since it came out. You know, Debo talking about how if Purdy didn't get hurt, we'd have gone to the Super Bowl and Hassan Reddick and the rest of them, you know, saying, okay. And then James Bradbury being trash right after the game, correct? Remember that? Okay. Here we go. And Greg Olson's about to join us on this program. It's the clear number one. I don't think we really need to lay too much out of, other than the fact if the Niners don't want to get another trip to Philadelphia this year in their playoff futures. They should win this game. There's still one game behind Philadelphia. They'd still need help to catch them and erase that three-game losing streak. That three-game losing streak might be the the issue in terms of avoiding a return trip to Philadelphia. Obviously, they could get some help and have somebody else knock off the Eagles before they see them. But that's at stake. And if Philadelphia can win this one, it'll be like, how many more times do they have to prove it to people? Greg Olson's coming up shortly on the yeah, Richard Show. More. Okay. Sure. All right, we'll get one. I'll more. do it. I'll do it. In the same way that the Packers are they on a heater, are the Rams on a heater? You know? Can the Rams get to six and six? And they've got the Browns coming into their house and at present, it could be Joe Flacco, two weeks off the couch. That's crazy. In this game. And I bet you the Rams wouldn't overlook that because all Sean McVay has to say is you remember we got a guy who won a Thursday night game for us last year two days after showing up here in Baker Mayfield? Yeah, right. Okay. And that guy, you know, uh, hey, um, Cooper Cup, what did you do? You won a Super Bowl MVP, right? So did the guy who's starting for Cleveland. <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, there are ways to kind of snap the Rams into attention uh, if they're overlooking Flacco here. All true. Um, and the Browns could use it, man, because it's 7-5. and five. Either the Broncos who have beaten the Browns or the Texans, who I do believe play the Browns coming up, right? Let me see this right here. Make sure I got all my ducks in a row. Yes, sir. They've got Cleveland coming to their house in week 16. Either one of those two teams is going to be seven and five, just like the Browns would be with a loss. There's a lot of teams in the AFC that can come and snag a playoff spot from the current six-seeded seven and four Cleveland Browns. That's uh, my one more matchup for most intriguing matchups of week 13. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, I believe it's Stravon in Washington, D.C., back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to, good to chat with you again, sir. Hey, Rich. How you doing, man? What's going on? What's on your mind? Well, uh, first of all, let me say hello to Chris, TJ, and Mike. What's up, buddy? So, What's Rich, up, uh, Yesterday, you were off on a rant towards Chris about the situation regarding Ohio State potentially getting into the playoffs despite not playing in the conference championship. Okay. Um, so, hold on. Before you, know, you Before you go on... Before you go on, I'll push back on the the use of the word rant. I don't believe I ranted. <laughs> I don't believe I ranted. Um, I don't think I, I was, don't interrupt his I think I was making salient points, but go on. What well, else? He's cooking right now. Okay. Well, yeah. as you know, I keep a list of Rich Eisen rants, and yes. I have nailed down the top five moments Rich has gone off at Chris Brockman. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on a second. Oh uh, since you have uh, taken the time for your wow. own... Uh, production value. Let us let us add ours. Go ahead. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. All right, the floor is yours. What do you got? What do you got? So, number five was July seventh, twenty twenty one. 
this was the day that Aaron Rodgers had come back from his darkness retreat, and Chris tested Rich rather humbly about things that would trigger him. And funny enough, one of the things that he did was <clears throat> the schmecky owner of the New York Knicks, James Dolan, and Rich got so mad, he was saying, oh, get that screen off the face, Chris. Mm, oh, and okay. then, Rich, then Chris says, Chris, Rich, don't yell at me. Am I yelling? I didn't realize that. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Chris doesn't even remember that. Okay, that's number five. Wow. What else? What now there's number four? What do you got? So number four was June first, twenty twenty three. Rich had the audacity to call out Chris for his Patriot cheerleading ways. Okay. However, Chris has enough to stand off on that because for twenty plus years he was sitting top of the football world while the Jets were either getting a quarterback with mononucleosis, the butt fumble, the fake spike that almost happened, yeah. even though the Jets won that game with Xavier Gibson, and the list goes on and on. Okay. Number three? Number three was what we just mentioned. Rich was passionately making a point towards Ohio State somehow potentially getting in, mm -hmm. despite not being in the conference championship, and he was going off at Chris while Chris was just saying, yo, if you want me to be in another competition committee, I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Chris thought I my point was because I, I was grinding an axe against my hated rival in that school down south or whatever they would want me to refer to it. But it was really the way that Chris was not viewing the criticism right. of the competition, the uh, college football playoff committee was actually the way that I do my power, power rankings, rankings that he's yep. always critical of. Yep. So yep. what are the final two? What do you got for your final two? Yes, sir. Um, quickly, um, I'm also a diehard Michigan fan, so I totally understand your Attaboy. Name, sir. I'm glad Number we agree. Two. Yes. This, this is kind of funny. September 20th, 2021, Zach Wilson had just thrown four interceptions Jeez. against the Patriots. And Rick was saying, I want to get to you, Chris. And Chris was being humble and kind and saying, hey, Rich, hey, buddy. Rich points his finger and angrily yells, damn you, and everything that you stand for. <laughs> wow. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, I kind of memory hold that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about that, Chris. I didn't mean to say damn you. Thank you. Okay. And you got, what's number one? My God, what's worse than that? <laughs> oh, this is going to make Mike Del Tufo yell fantastic at the top of his lungs. Okay. This was June 5th, 2020. Deion Sanders' current school was playing Michigan on television the day Michael Westbrook made the big play. Yeah. Rich was saying, can't watch it, won't watch it, wouldn't watch it, not going to watch it. And then says, and then this dude, Chris, with his pink peach golf shirt has the nerve to text. Rich, whatever you do, don't turn on ESPN <laughs> right before Chris Fowler texts you, Rich. What are the chances? <laughs> I was wearing a nice golf shirt. Right Stravon, <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate your fandom and uh, also your your attention to detail. Attention to detail. My goodness yes. gracious! Top notch. Top notch. All right, you're you're. Is he officially the RES consulting archivist? It seems that way. <laughs> is is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's in Washington D.C., home of the Smithsonian. There you go. That's perfect. Well done, Stravon in Washington D.C. Well Good job, man. Fantastic. Give him a fantastic. That's right. what he wanted from you. From you. I said it was fantastic. No, no I don't he, think he, so. Give it to him right now, Mike. Give it to him right Stravon. now, Stravon. Fantastic. Uh, it's not the same. Yeah, you guys, you know, it's like he said we it. We try to help you, Mike. Mike, come on. We try to help you. I mean, what would Earth say about that? Seriously. <laughs>
And let's see how Earth responds yeah, to that. Yeah, let's see. Exactly. All right. We'll take a break. <laughs> Greg Olson is going to join us. He is as outstanding as there is anybody at the craft that he shows off every single game on Fox. And I cannot wait for his call on Sunday. But before that, we take his call next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, uh, right here on the Roku channel on December 8th, stay tuned for a very Demi holiday special. Ms. Lovato is going to be front and center and here is a, um, a preview clip, promo, and pay strict attention. <laughs> Tis the holiday season, and on top of Debbie's house, something small was stirring, and it wasn't a mouse. You will get a sentimental feeling when you Ferris is busy baking treats in the kitchen. It's a meat cake. It's a meat cake. <laughs> That's hot. Trixie is performing a Nutcracker rendition. If everything goes south, just know that you killed America's sweetheart. Oh. Trixie Mattel. Wow. <laughs> Tiffany's showing off her ugly sweater. I thought that bar mitzvah meant you get on the bar and you show your mitzvah. But, uh... And JoJo singing makes everything better. Should I put it out? I, no, I'm putting my leg out. Put your leg out. <laughs> We'll be on the Roku channel as the season swings into gear. It's a nutcracker alien. And does anyone know why Rich Eisen is here? I wish them all the luck in the world. 
So jump on your spaceship, your bike, or your sleigh, and let's all get ready for a very demi holiday. Also, aliens are real, and I'm going to Mars, bitches. So I ask you guys at Arius Consulting, um, should I? How do I take the? Does anybody know why Rich is here? I, I mean, honestly, I was one thinking the same thing. <laughs> I thought I was going to see TJ. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I was, I, was, I was bracing myself for, for TJ. TJ. Yeah. That's, yeah, me and him were both yeah. like TJ. Well, tune in December 8th. <laughs> tune in. Back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show. Think I was <laughs> I am uh, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or or just stop by. Uh, I just mentioned it's the game of the year. Uh, with all, I, I know we keep on saying game of the year, game of the year. Chiefs and Eagles being a Super Bowl review and potentially who knows preview. This is, I mean, this is this is this is Philadelphia in Philly. We all know what happened the last time. I mean, I don't know. Was the Eagles Chiefs circled on the calendar by both teams? Do you think? In the same way this one was? No, well, the... Or is? Well, there wasn't the off-season, you know, yeah. barbs being thrown back and forth between right. the Chiefs and Yeah, Eagles, nobody you know? on the... Like, Juju Smith-Schuster didn't call Bradbury trash, right? <laughs> right, right, right. For instance. Yeah. Can't wait for this one. And he's awesome at doing this job for Fox. And he is back here on the Rich Eisen Show. He is NFL on Fox analyst Greg Olson. How are you, Greg? Good to see you. Doing great. What's up, Rich? Good to see you, man. I'm, thanks for having me on. I'm, thanks for doing it. Um, I'm, I'm fired up for this game. I mean, I'll just open the floor to you. What, what, what are your thoughts here on the Thursday before your trip to Philly here? What do you got for me, Greg? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I heard you just talking about before I came on, you know, did the Kansas City uh, Philly game from a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago, did they have that game Philly uh, circled? When we got our schedule this year, when we found out that our first game of December mm. was going to be a rematch, we were there last year for what was a crazy NFC championship. I mean, we, it's unprecedented that a team in the NFC championship, let alone any game, isn't able to attempt a forward pass. They ended up changing the rule as a direct result. I mean, we watched that game unfold live in front of our eyes, and, and that second half was uh, was interesting to say the least. So now to get a rematch, not just a rematch, but a rematch at this time of the year, playoffs final couple weeks of the season december is always the most kind of intense run of the nfl season I mean, you you're right this is the game of the year i know last week's game philly buffalo was great philly chiefs has been great our philly um dallas game from from a few weeks back was amazing to me this is the game of the year up until this point no question well i mean hassan reddick we, we you you call defensive ends who can sack quarterbacks game wreckers he legitimately wrecked the game last year like he legitimately when he got Brock Purdy in his mitts and Brock Purdy needed surgery based on the hit no and and then you were appropriately pointing out in real time Greg Brandon Ayuk was open so had had Reddick not arrived when he did we could have had a a game tying moment right there and instead the game was wrecked a million percent from last year yeah, and I think that's the intrigue, right? I, I think, you know, that all led to the offseason comments by Debo Samuel. Oh, well, you know, we played the whole game without a quarterback. We know it would have been different. That defense isn't as good. You know, so the back and forth, 
I think the unknowns and the what ifs about how that game last year, that NFC championship last January, how would that have gone down if not for the early injury to Brock Purdy? And then the subsequent injury, the concussion to Josh Johnson, the backup who came in behind him. Again, we haven't ever seen a case where then Purdy had to then re-enter the game. McCaffrey went to Wildcat. It just it became unlike anything we've ever seen in the NFL as far, you know, it was like watching NFL football a hundred years ago where there was no there was no forward pass. It was it was interesting on that stage, um, but again, out of the control of anyone. It just it was just a freak, freak circumstance. So I think all of that mystery, all of that what would have what would have been of that game carries over now to this week. And now this week, Purdy's healthy. He's also uh well past that three-game losing streak stretch in which he was turnover-prone and injury-prone as well. And last year, McCaffrey was still kind of, you know, looking for the looking for uh, the consistency, even though he came out of the box terrific. He, he was still new, right? Now he is MVP uh, of the team, potentially, if Purdy's not. And they're performing so well. Debo had his best game of the year. So how do you see this offense against a defense that was just uh, lit up by Josh Allen? What do you got for me on that? Yeah, and, and to me, I, I think Philly is such a great story. The way they win, their culture, what Nick Sirianni has done there, Jalen Hurts, MVP frontrunner. I mean, all of those things are, uh, are obvious to anyone who's watched them over the last couple of years. The defensive secondary issue is something that I think everyone keeps an eye on going into every week, and I think that's – if there is one element of the team that hasn't quite kind of fused together to just be consistent week in, week out, here's what we know we're going to be. They have games where they're great, and then they have games where they kind of struggle to put a lid on the passing game and keep it under. So I think that's the element. But as far as Brock Purdy and that matchup, the thing that stands out to me about Brock is typically there's one of two buckets for most quarterbacks, right? They either are high, high completion percentage, and typically those balls are at or near the line of scrimmage. They're under 10 yards. There's not a real explosive element to the offense. But not only does Brock Purdy lead the league in completion percentage, he leads the league in passer rating, which, okay, he leads the league in yards per attempt, right, which is telling me that he is maximizing every throw, their ability to generate explosives. They're the best in the league at it, run and pass. That, to me, is the part that I don't think people recognize, and I think – Part of it is he gets a lot of, you know, a lot of it obviously is it's a great scheme. Yes, a lot of it is that he's got great skill players around him. Yes, but he's still playing quarterback at a really high level, and I think he needs his praise. He needs his due because he is the point guard of what is an albeit very talented and a very productive offense. And then let's flip the script here. Um, the Philadelphia offense, they, they, they have – looked for three quarters in a couple of straight games uh, as if they're they're beaten. Um, it looks like the line of scrimmage is not theirs, despite them being the kings of the brotherly shove. And then all of a sudden, poof, things completely magically change, or not magically change. They, 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 they have the personnel and the grit and the fortitude to overcome and win. What are you seeing on on the offensive side of the ball for Philadelphia that we can all hang our hats on? Here, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, the obvious stuff is everything you just said. The offensive line, Kelsey, Mylotta, Lane Johnson, hopefully he's back this week. He missed last week's game against Buffalo with kind of na- uh, kind of re-injuring that, that nagging groin he's had for the last couple weeks, I mean, the last couple seasons. So hopefully he's back and they're healthy. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, talent, again, just like San Francisco, talent is, if you like good players and Pro Bowl players, this this is the game, right? But having said that, there, there's an old saying 
that we that would get kicked around a lot. Like we don't always need your best. We, we would love that, but we need your best when your best is needed. And I don't think there is a team, an individual Jalen Hurts or an, that encompasses that entire philosophy. They might struggle in the first quarter. They might struggle for three quarters, but when everything is on the line and it's it's do or die time. They just have that thing you can't put your finger on. You can't quantify it. You almost can't coach it. It is just the nature of their culture there and everything they've built that they are at their best when the game is on the line and needed the most. And that is a very powerful tool in this league because if you only have one pathway to victory, Rich, if this is this is the only formula we have to play hmm. or else the game goes off the rails, you're going to win games throughout the course of the year. But it's going to be very hard to win consistently because each week pre- presents such a unique challenge. They can win a variety of games. Their path to victory can be a million different directions. Those are the teams that find themselves not only in the playoffs. That's obvious. Those are the teams that are the legitimate Super Bowl run, Super Bowl contenders, because every week their margin for for error is so big. So you're thinking, let's uh, Greg Olson here uh, in advance of calling um, with Kevin Burkhart and uh, the rest of the Fox crew the game of the week, if not game of the year, in Philadelphia, rematch of the NFC Championship game right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you're, what's what's Kyle Shanahan thinking right now? What's your best guess of what he's thinking Thursday before, Greg? Yeah, you know, we, ha- we haven't talked to him yet, so I'm, I'm completely speculating. So sure. This is no inside information. Haven't spoke to him yet. Right. I think if I'm Kyle and I take a look at my last couple weeks post-buy, you know, they had that little rut there for a while where they lost three in a row. We called their game against Cleveland when they kind of got upset, which started that three-game losing streak, went into the bye, got healthy. Trent Williams is back. Now, this looks like the 49ers team we saw you know, against Dallas and early in the year. I think if I'm him and I say, okay, what's my best opportunity to win? What's my formula? They need to play with a lead. Two reasons. One, it fits everything they do as a team, right? They are a run play action. They don't want to be in drop back. They don't want to play from behind. They don't want to have to chase points. They want to control the tempo of the game. But their offensive line is more equipped to be run blockers than pass protectors. They do a great job protecting them. Aside from Trent Williams, the rest they can kind of scheme with the play action. And obviously they want McCaffrey to touch the ball 500 times because <laughs> why wouldn't you? So with that being said, it also now plays against maybe what Philly wants to be. Philly wants to play with a lead. They want to be able to lean on their second-half run game and their pass rush to close games out. What we've seen against Philly's defense the last couple weeks is because they've been trailing and they've had these big come-from-behind, unbelievable finishes, teams have been able to run the ball on them. Teams have been able to not just drop back and pass and say, all right, i got to chase this lead. And that plays right into the hands of Philly when they just drop back and they get to have Hassan Reddick and Sweat and these guys just rush the passer. The rush yards have gone up a little bit because teams are able to do it more. Who wants to run the ball more than San Francisco? Nobody. The more So it, it all just plays into the philosophy. So if I'm Shanahan, I want to get an early lead by being aggressive, make Philly trail me as much as humanly possible because that allows me to stay in my formula of success that we've seen now for the last couple of years. And it also allows us to play against what Philly does, which is third and long. If you're going to pass rush me, that's a hard matchup for any team. That's not really the strength of San Francisco's offensive line against this Philadelphia pass rush. Plus, Purdy really hasn't won that game from behind in the fourth quarter. One more drive to go. You know what I mean? We haven't seen yep. that yet from him. And as a matter of fact, those moments, um, they, they, they needed it from him. And that was part of the three-game losing streak. We didn't see it. We didn't see it in that three-game Absolutely. losing streak. 
you know? Yeah. I mean, you look a lot of their wins, they're blowing people out. Right. Right. They're, they're, they're blowing people out. And yeah, you know why you're the best run team in the league? Because you get to hand the ball off 25, 30 times a game to McCaffrey because you got a lead. You're not chasing, th- you know, you're not chasing a score that's gotten away from you. Like everyone always looks at the raw data of like, okay, you're the best run defense. Well, am I the best run defense because nobody runs against me because I stink defending the pass? <laughs> Does no one run against me because my offense is really good. So I'm always playing with a lead and other teams can't afford the run. So like, there's always so much more to the numbers. There's always so much more. And when you boil it down to the philosophy, Kyle Shanahan has his style that's been proven that they want to be. And then the other side, Sirianni's got a formula that you could argue has been the best formulas in regards to winning over the last two years. So it's this is high-level coaching, high-level culture, talent everywhere. This is the epitome of NFL football. Greg Olson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um I'd be remiss if I didn't hit you on a couple other topics, including your Thanksgiving Day game. Um, how real are the Packers, Greg? I mean, right? Well, what do you got for me there? Yeah. Well, it's kind of an interesting. We've kind of seen Green Bay. We, I've gotten to study them on kind of the the bookends of their season, and everything in between has kind of been up and down. You don't right. really know what to make of it. But we we called them Week One against Chicago, mm-hmm. and we came out of Soldier Field saying, "Wow, like." I don't know how good Chicago is week one. They're figuring out, but green Bay looked apart and Jordan love looked apart. And then we saw them. They've had ups and downs. There's, they wanted to give up on Jordan love. And then the last three weeks, and we, we talked about it at the open of the show, we said these last three weeks, if they can get this Jordan love and these young playmakers that are dynamic, inexperienced, yes, mistake prone. Sure. But they are fast. They are athletic. They are explosive that element of their offense really started to come together for three weeks leading up to that Detroit game. So we kind of came into the Detroit game saying if the defense can hold up and not make this a 35 point plus game, they got a shot. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. That defensive line, which was really the only healthy element of green Bay. um, They dominated the game. Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, they can't, they dominated the game and Jordan love played his, fourth game in a row that was his best game of his career, you know, albeit his young career. So I think they, I think when it's said and done, you're talking about that seventh seed, that third wild card. Mm -hmm. I I don't, are they not better than Atlanta? Are they not better than, I would argue that they are. Right. You also got the Vikings in that mix at six and six right now. The Rams have come on strong. They're five and six as well. Um, You know, and, and, they, they can absolutely um, catch a little bit of fire here. And, uh, you know, they got Kansas City on Sunday night. So that would be quite a shocker for them to get to 500 that way. And what about the Lions, man? I mean, you know, you, you got them uh, fresh off of the taking, you know, snatching victory out of the jaws of defeat against Chicago. And then they got, I mean, that wasn't just an outlier because Love was playing well. I mean, Rashawn Gary got after it. You were talking about the health of that Packers defensive line, and that's the strength of Detroit on offense is that that offensive line. They got they got hit in the mouth, man. They got crushed uh, on that day. What are, what's your level of concern for Detroit, Greg? Yeah, D- Detroit Lions fans hate us. Um, Detroit's <laughs> only lost three games. You've They've only there? lost three games, oh, yeah. and unfortunately, we've oh. called all three. Oh, you're the voice of their misery. I didn't know that. So, oh, we just discovered uh, that. I, I apologize. No okay. For any Detroit Lions fans, we, we apologize. It is, uh, I promise you. Okay. It is not, it's not, we don't wish anything on anyone. Let's uh, look at anyway. it the other way. You're, at least you're not in New Orleans for them this week. <laughs> Greg, we've still, you know, Fair. you won't be there. Fair. Okay. 
great. Yeah, they're they're saved. Uh, they're saved from us. But no, I, you know, I think I, I really like Detroit. I, I love. First of all, I love Dan Campbell. I think Dan Campbell is the perfect mix of old school grit, toughness, motivation. But he also views the game as a very modern coach, right? And I know the fourth down stuff kind of didn't go his way. Oh for four or oh for five on the fourth down tries. That's been him since he took over in 21. He believes in the culture of being aggressive. Winning creates more winning habits. He's been true to that since game one when they you know, started out struggling in 21 before they flipped this thing mid last year. So with that being said, what got away from them in that Green Bay game is when we talk about being able to play different styles of offense, right? Being able to play different styles to victory. That style didn't play great for them because they fell behind. And when they're chasing points and they're not in that play action mode and they're not under center and they're not using their run actions to open their run game and vice versa, that's the Ben Johnson offense. That's the beauty of what makes that offense, in my opinion, the the best offense in the league from a scheme standpoint is the Ben Johnson, the Kyle Shanahan, McVay, that tree of guys I think is the best offense. It's just hard to play from behind in it. It's such a run action, play action, under center, boots, naked that all of a sudden now you're chasing a two score deficit late in the second half. And I got to be drop back shotgun. And that's when we saw green Bay's defensive line really take it to him. So again, formula for success and how games line up either play into or out of what you're good at. And I think Thursday was the perfect example of the game got out of the style that Detroit wants to play and trying to play from behind there. They had a couple turnovers, stacks, pressures, and it just kind of spiraled and they, you know, it came down to a couple fourth down failures and they were one possession short there at the end. Yeah. The problem is though, is the team they're chasing in the conference just won a bunch of games or on a, on a heater right now, winning games that uh, aren't going their way or aren't going the tempo that they like, right. The Eagles have were able to overcome it and the lions have succumbed to it. And that's the team they're going to have to go maybe into their lair on a divisional weekend or who knows uh, and win like that's, that's the rub right yeah. here for Detroit, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and listen, are they capable of beating anyone any Hell given yeah. week? Absolutely. 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 I agree. They, I, I mean, they, there is no question about it from a scheme standpoint, talent standpoint, again, offensive line that plays well at the end of the year. I mean, I would say most football people say, all right, Philly's the best and Detroit's like one B. You know, they're, they're right behind them as far as five guys that can play at a high level run and pass, you know, again, Thursday, nonwithstanding. Um, so I, I, they can win any, but again, this is about increasing your odds, increasing your pathways to victory. What's in your best likelihood. There's no question. Detroit would love the playoffs to come through at least host, you know, have the, have them come through and host playoff games as much as possible. That is a great place to play. It is loud. Their fans are great. That is not an easy place. It's a different animal now having to go to Philly or go to, you know, Dallas or, you know, however the whole thing shakes out. But um, barring a sudden collapse of Philly or a sudden hot streak by Detroit, I just I don't know if there's enough time left for them to catch him. Last thing for you here, Greg, and uh, it requires a little bit of a wind up because I have worked with people who are terrific on the air um, who want to coach. And, uh, you know, Dion, as we all know. He's killing it at Colorado. Uh, I worked with him for a long time. Steve Mariucci, I remember a few Super Bowls ago, a long time ago, uh, Washington came knocking on his door, and he really thought hard about it. And there is a report out there that you might be interested in in the Carolina Panthers head coaching job. And I, I'd love to ask you if 
what, what you have to say on that subject matter. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. I mean, obviously that, that became a, a kind of a big story this, this week and whatnot. And obviously there's a lot of speculation and, and rumor and whatnot. I think the, the best thing I would say is who wouldn't, right. I, obviously this, this is a city that I love. This is a team that I played the bulk of my career for. I want to see them have success. I live here. My kids are here. We, we want to see the Carolina Panthers return to, you know, the level that we were able to have a good five, six year run where we were one of the more relevant, more one of the better, you know, one of the better stories in the NFL year in and year out playing in the playoffs. Like, of course, I want that for them. I love Chris Tabor, the interim coach there. I, me and Chris go all the way back to Chicago. He was a young um, special teams coach when I was in Chicago. We've had a good friendship all the way through these years before, you know, obviously before joining Carolina these last couple of seasons. So I want them to do well. So I, I would be crazy if they said, hey, listen, is this something you talk to us about? To entertain and take that conversation, that, uh, that's, I think that's fairly obvious, right? This is a game that I've loved. This is a game that I've been involved in now my entire life. And at the NFL level, you know, almost 20 years. So that's what I'll say about that. How that all plays out, I don't know. I love doing what I'm doing right now, calling games, studying games. I love doing this. How that future unfolds, a lot of moving parts. Again, a lot of this is out of a lot of out of any of our control and whatnot. Mm -hmm. What I will say though, which I think is a larger question and a larger conversation that has nothing to do with me. Yes, sir. Right? We you know, we saw it last year with Jeff Saturday last year with Jeff Saturday taking over. I think there is an instant reaction that unless you've climbed the ladder from assistant to the assistant to the assistant, all the way up through coordinator to that that unless you've lived the NFL lifestyle in that ladder mm -hmm. that you can't be successful. And I just, I think we have to be careful saying experience leads to competence. I think there's a lot of experienced guys who are very incompetent and there's a lot of inexperienced guys who are highly competent in all industries. We see it a lot in baseball. We see it in basketball where guys, I mean, look at John Lynch. I mean, John Lynch had no experience in personnel and I'd say he's done a good job. So I think we just have to be careful thinking that experience is the only prereq prerequisite to being good at anything, coaching, broadcasting. I mean, we, we see it in all other industries. So I've lived in this world for 20 years. I've learned the ins and outs of it. Now I study it from a different angle. I, I don't necessarily think that in order to eventually get into being a coach and running a team, it has to be the only way we've ever known for 50 years. And those are the, and everyone else is not a candidate. And that has nothing to do with me. That has to do just with the industry. There's a lot of really smart, good football people. Look at John Lynch is the most recent great example. And they've built arguably the best roster in football. Yeah. And, and your answer right there, Greg, is proof, again, of why you're so good at what you do and what you're going to do Sunday for Fox as well. Is that's a gen you, you were just genuine right there. And that shows in your broadcast and, 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 Again, I've been around a bunch of players, former players like yourself, who are great at broadcasting, who have this placed in front of them as potentially an opportunity or not. And and it's a difficult question to answer because a lot of people might think that means you're not happy with your current situation in broadcasting. Yeah. And that's uh, and not it at all. Not, that these opportunities absolutely. are like unicorns if they are available to you. And it's just something that you would be I guess, interested in coaching is what you're saying. Greg. Yeah. yeah. This is not something I'm chasing. This is not something right. I'm calling. This is not something I'm actively pursuing. I, I would call the a game at Fox for 30 years. If they, if that was what was in the cards, 
But again, we all know how this whole world works, right? You know it, people come and go, people, opportunities come and go. You don't, so I, I'm just never a believer in anything of just slamming the door on anything that you love and anything that you're passionate about. I think we all entertain opportunities. We all, and whether the opportunity comes or not, I, I don't know, right? right? It's a hypothetical, it's a hypothetical situation. And that's why, but, and so to me, that's one half the equation. And the other half the equation is in this hypothetical, you know, scenario, why not? And again, not me. I got you. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom, whoever. Yeah. Why can't former players who have learned the ins and outs of football and been around it for 20 plus years, just because it wasn't in the assistant coach world, but it was in a very similar, highly involved, highly stressful locker room. Why not? Why do we just dismiss that as a pathway? I don't know. I think it's an interesting conversation for people to have because other sports don't dismiss it. Other sports are open to it. I, I don't have the answer. Yeah. I just think it's an interesting conversation. Well, you know who would say that all the time? I would hear it all the time from him. I hear it, uh, heard it a lot from Marshall Falk and Dion Sanders. And Dion is the Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year today. You know what I mean? So, uh, Greg, in the meantime, yeah. you are I, I say it every time. I don't care how many times is it. You're awesome at what you do. I can't wait to listen to you and Kevin describe the action on Sunday for a monster game. Let's do this again soon. Thanks I again, Greg. I appreciate it. you the man. I would love to. It's always great to be on. Right Thanks, back Mike. at you, man. That's Greg Olson, everybody. Fox right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're back with more in a moment, including TJ Jefferson's fantasy advice. It's coming up. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
My friend, my longtime friend, my diehard Chiefs friend. A man who has told me so many times I would love to come to the Super Bowl and hang with you, but I will not until the Chiefs make it. <laughs> and the Chiefs have made it. And Eric Stone Street yeah. is here on the yeah. Richard yeah. Eisen Show. I will tell you this, yes. Chiefs fans, football fans, Brett Veach was on Patrick Mahomes from the very beginning, and Brett Veach told me this year that we would take a picture with the Lamar Hunt Trophy in the locker room of Arrowhead, and we did that, and uh, he said that from the beginning multiple times. So now that is what we call an insider. An insider report. That's, that's an insider. No, but I, I, I look, I've, I've known you for a long time. If I'm not, if I'm not um, mistaken, you are a mixture of ecstatic excitement yeah. and profound nervousness right now. Yeah, I call it measured. I am, <laughs> I am measured. I am, I, am a, I am a volcano of emotions inside. Yes, right now. I can right see now. right now yeah. like you are. You know, because I don't, I don't like to get the cart, you know, before the horses type of sure. guy. I'm not, I know the 49ers are a good team. I also know we're a good team. I love that about the Super Bowl. It's a great matchup. We each have things we have to do to win the ball game. We have to stop their run, and Patrick Mahomes has to be Patrick Mahomes. There's no doubt about it. It is just amazing seeing, you know, this moment for you, knowing how much it means to you that you're actually here at a Super Bowl. This is actually I, I, could, I couldn't believe it. Uh, going down there on the field after that and high-fiving those guys and them, and just... Just the fact that Veach told me you're going to come down on the sidelines and you're going to go in the locker room yeah. and you're going to kiss the Lamar Hunt trophy with me and that happening. And he said, brother, the next trophy we're going to kiss is the Vinny. We kiss the Lamar. Let's get the Vinny. Kiss the Vinny. Kiss the Vinny. I like that. And uh, as a follow up, uh, he kissed the Vinny. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. Or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and me all season long for free. And get in the zone with AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Now, with our weekly fantasy football update sponsored by Prize Picks, here is TJ Jefferson. TJ, the floor is yours. What do you got over there, well, TJ? Hey, what's up, guys? What do you got? Well, we're going to get you ready for week 13 of this fantasy season. DJ mm-hmm. Mikey D, do you got it ready? Oh, there we go. Like we always do at this time. Week 13. Guys, I'm just going to get into it. Chris, Please. all season we've been wanting for the Kansas City Chiefs to find a suitable number two to Travis Kelsey, yeah, right? Absolutely. And it didn't look like any Sky Moore. We thought he was going to be the guy. Didn't turn out to be. Oh, the I know guy. who this is. Tony. We thought he's going to be the guy. Didn't get to be the guy. But now I think we got the guy. And I think Rasheed Rice, guys, is him. You see, in Week Twelve, the Raiders. He beat the Raiders, right? He had eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. on 10 targets. The 10 targets being the big thing. We like the heavy volume there. Now, going against the Packers this week, they've allowed three receivers in the past two games to score at least 14, we'll say 15 uh, PPR points. So Mahomes seems like he's kind of trusting Rasheed a little bit. And if you remember, wasn't Mahomes the one who, like, suggested that the Chiefs draft Rasheed Rice. He saw something in them. He worked out with them. I think, guys, this week, Rasheed Rice is him going into week 13. And also, Brockman, I know you got some quarterback issues, right? 
But there's one guy on that Patriot team I think you can count on, and that's my guy, Ramondre Stevenson, yeah, going buddy. against the Chargers this week. He scored at least 13 points in five of his past six games. The Chargers are number eight in most fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs, and nine running backs have scored at least 13 PPR points against them. Roll with Ramondre this week because I don't know what the quarterback situation like is going to look like in, in, in New England. No offense. All right, you know who's not him this week? It's a guy I love. I think we all like him, but it, he's just not him right now, and that's Cooper Cup, man. Going against this Browns defense, oh Cup goodness. has scored 6.9 PPR points and or less five games in a row. I don't think it's safe really to call him a wide receiver one. Now, the Browns are number two and fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing receivers. Plus, Cup looks like he's still hurting from twisting his ankle in, like, week 11. I'm going to say if you've got a better option, sit him. Uh, he's not him this week. Also, Kyler Murray going up against that. Oh, Steelers my goodness. I, I, oh, no. I, I, got I mean, look, if I you've got, got a better him. option, oh, I'd say Rich. take it. Kyler's played great, All right? He's But the Steelers like defense, man. I got to have I think their pass rush is going to be a problem for Kyler. Uh, the, the Steelers have only allowed one quarterback to score over 16 points right. per game against them. Just saying, if you've got a better option, Rich, yeah. go with it. But if not, roll with Kyler. I just I don't think he's him. And you know who might be him? This is we're digging deep into the bag here. There's a receiver named A.T. Perry with the oh, Saints. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Going against the lines. And I say this because Olave has a concussion. Uh, Rashid Saeed, he had the quiet issue. Mike One Thomas is guys, out. Mike Thomas, Thomas is out. Yeah. One of those guys, both of those like guys it. are out. A.T. might be him. He had two catches for 38 yards in the touchdown in week 10 against the Vikings. So going back a few weeks ago, he's got a great light matchup with the Lions, who number seven in most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Thank you very much, T.J. Jefferson. Our fantasy football update is sponsored by Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community. Must be present in certain states. Visit PrizePicks.com for restrictions and details. A.T. Perry, man. I just Maybe. know we're going to be texting each other if he hits. <laughs> That's for sure. And if he doesn't, well, don't call me. Omaha! <laughs> he was going to join middle of the next uh, hour. He's coming up oh. next. Eric Stone Street, baby, in studio, <laughs> hour three coming up. Uh, we got about a minute and a half on the Roku channel. Anthony in Winston Salem's been hanging on. I think he wants you more fantasy advice. Oh, you, you there, Anthony? I like you that. there, Anthony? Hey, guys. I've been a big fan of you guys. TJ, I'm a big fan of yours, except you're a Cowboys fan. I'm a 49ers fan. Oh, my God. are all Cowboys fans, and I love them, but that Cowboys rivalry is just. How can we help you, Anthony? Look, look, How Anthony, can we help you? CM Punk and WWE got back together. They put their differences aside. You, you and I can do the same. Hey, we can do that. That's what I'm saying. I, I like you a lot. You're funny. I, I agree with you all the time. Um, but I need help. I got um, Brandon Cooks on my bench. Okay. And I have a lot of players on bye weeks right now. And I have Brandon Ayuk, Tank Dale, and Nico Collins starting. And I was wondering if I should start Brandon Cooks tonight. Oh, you got it. You got Brandon, it. You got to roll with Tank Dale always. Oh, I my know gosh. Or Tank Dale Red Cross yeah. by Back in practice today. He I missed think, yesterday. I think he's good. I yeah. think you're good. Ayuk. I think, you know, I... I think he's definitely good go Ayuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think stick it, with it, Anthony. Don't stick, overthink stick with, it. I'd say go with that, but don't be surprised if Cooks has a big game tonight. But I, I like your receivers. I would, man. I would stick with it, Anthony. I'm Thank- just overthinking it because I'm the commissioner of my fantasy league. Oh, no, you can't. Lose. I'm not doing so good right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm five and seven. Oh my <laughs> I'm goodness, overthinking it. Anthony, yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks, there you brother. go. Be well. And by the way, funny how like a clown. Come a clown. Well, you amuse him, obviously. Do you have anybody else other than Kyler? No. 
Oh. Okay, well, then you got no choice. I'm in. Okay. I believe in Kyler. Like I believe in Stone Street. Coming up. <laughs> 